0: Welcome to Small Business, Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Jennifer Elia is a content marketing specialist. After a terrible cyber attack where she lost absolutely everything, Jennifer turned to networking to help regrow her business. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> now Jennifer your business is all about helping small business owners with their marketing but have you always worked in the marketing field? How did you come to be doing this? Um actually
1: I haven't. I've always had an interest in marketing. Um I was actually originally though a teacher and a college professor. Um but always had a love of writing and wanted to find a way to work from home. So at some point, I was on maternity leave with one of my children and needed some extra money, found a job listing for a ghostwriter, which I didn't hmm. know existed. And that opened up um, the world of freelancing and basically building your own job, <laughs> you know, yeah. and building your own business, but really creating the job that you wanted to do. Um, and so I got into content marketing that way. And over the years learned um, about all the different aspects of content marketing, from blogging to social media to um, web design, not web design, but like web copy and Mm -hmm. webinar design. Um, And I was working with lots of different types of businesses and doing my best and serving them in a great way. Um, But I realized that they were still really frustrated. And I started to really dive into what wasn't working for them um, and look at what, what, you know, I was doing my best on Facebook or webinar or blogging or whatever, but they still weren't getting the results they wanted. And so I pulled out my marketing background and dove deeper into it and started to really look at what there's this digital world that we're a part of. But being on these platforms isn't really marketing. How do you market your business in the digital age? Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that, I developed a system um, and started coaching people in the marketing strategy and designing strategies for companies. So it was a bit of an evolution. It's still all related, um, but that's how I ended up here.
0: And and how long ago is that? When did your business actually get started?
1: Well I started in content marketing a little over 13 years ago um, and I've started doing doing more of the strategy and the coaching about three and a half years ago.
0: Okay and I know that you work a lot with small businesses well micro businesses even and solopreneurs why did you decide to concentrate on this part of the market? I
1: think that some of it was my own experience. I am a born lifelong learner. Um I just I love to learn. I love to problem solve. And so when I got into business, I dove into everything, right? I was taking mm-hmm. courses and everything, going to webinars. And I got frustrated to be quite honest. I mean, some of what I do is because I've realized, what wasn't out there for small businesses and people who are, you know, don't have a million dollar bargaining budget um, that they can get that buzz, same buzz going that like Coca-Cola or McDonald's can do, but they just need to know how to do it. And um, so I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of what's out there. I meet with too many people who said, you know, I invested 20, $30,000 in digital marketing agency or ads or whatever never got a single lead and that breaks my heart so I want to change that that's kind of my mission is to save people from um these these opportunities that aren't really opportunities because they're offering them something that they really can't deliver on because they haven't set up a marketing strategy and they don't have all their you know proverbial ducks in a row mm-hmm. for whatever they're offering them to work but these people are desperate and want to get leads and so they invest in it and the person you know the provider is more than happy to take their money but it's just not um, it's not working so that is really what it is it's to help people avoid that.
0: Yeah I, I guess when you're a small business owner and you you have everything to do on, on your own And you kind of see somebody offering you something or promising you something and you just kind of grab those shiny things thinking, oh, this is what's going to help me. Um, But it isn't always the right thing to do, is it? No, it isn't. And actually, it's
1: funny that you brought that up because my post on LinkedIn um, this week, I had one about shiny object syndrome. (laughs) Oh, so many you know gurus providers whatever you want to call them take advantage of that because they know people are just looking for that you know secret sauce to make it all work when they know that what they're providing is not going to solve that problem it's just going to put you down a rabbit hole of more and more shiny object syndrome mm-hmm. um and really it what they need is to understand what marketing is and how to set up a good marketing plan.
0: Yeah. So aside <laughs> from going after shiny things, what other kinds of mistakes do you see small business owners making with their marketing?
1: I think one of the biggest things, and I say this often is that social media isn't a billboard. It's a conversation. Mm. we have somewhat been misled and also you know, just don't have the knowledge that we think if we're on platforms, then that is marketing. So we drop things and we move on and we count it in how many followers we have or I'm on 15 different platforms and that's great. But being on the platform isn't really what makes you money. And I I know that you know this as well. It's, um, It's building those relationships, building that audience that then wants to buy into what you are doing and that you've educated them in what you offer, how to get it and why they need it. And that's what makes you money. So being on more platforms doesn't mean that you are marketing more. It just means that you're doing more. And it's very easy to get caught up in that. So I don't hold it against anybody. Um, I sometimes get caught up in the, oh, let's just do it all. And then I remember like, this is exactly what I tell people not to do. (laughs) Um, So it's easy to do that. But Really what you need to do is build an audience somewhere, not just drop and run. Um, If you want to be a friend, you have to, if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. So you need to be social on social media for it to work in marketing your business. And I think that that is the biggest problem that I see. And then people get frustrated because they can't keep up and they're not getting anything. So they hire someone to drop posts Mm -hmm. and they're still not getting anything out of it um it, it's not just about putting a post up it really is building that community interacting with people um and and educating them it really is a, a chance for you to educate them in how they can do better and provide value to them
0: yeah i mean i guess the clue is in the title really social media so you yes. need to be social <laughs>
1: Yes. And uh, so many people miss that. (laughs) So
0: So tell me about what you do for your clients and how you help them.
1: I help them get more visible um, without paying for ads, without sending spammy messages, without a lot of the tricks and hacks that people are teaching. Um, But I have solid marketing practices that will work for any business, will work on any platform, will work even when the algorithm changes, because it isn't about playing that digital marketing game. It really is in marketing. And digital marketing has changed the marketing world so much, but yet it's still the same concept it it hasn't changed how people buy or how you build um, a connection with them or how they grow to trust you so what i do is i go in um start with their linkedin first of all and see how they are showing up there that is my happy niche but look at all the other ways that they're showing up online and are they doing 15 platforms just because they think 15 platforms will get them more exposure But seven of those platforms, nobody's even paying attention to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I streamline what they're doing in a strategic way and give them a framework to work out of that will increase engagement, increase leads, and really make it easier for them to get visible and reduce that frustration because what they're putting in, they're getting more out of. So they what they're doing is working harder for them instead of them just working harder for more um, platforms and outlets.
0: Yeah, I think anything that helps you not have to work harder is going to be a yes. good thing. <laughs> yes. So let's have a little chat about about networking now. I mean, you and I have met on um, a networking platform. That's How are you using networking in your business?
1: Well, networking has really been a lifeblood of my business the past two years or so, I guess maybe a little bit more than that. Um, I've used it really to build my network, you know, to get in touch with more people, to learn about what people need out there, to connect with power partners. I keep saying that networking isn't about the person that's in the room, Because most of the time you're not going to sell them. It's about the person that's in the room and who they know. And that has been very powerful in just getting me into doors or opportunities that never would have happened on my own, or maybe would have taken much longer. But now I have a direct access to people, um, that can help my business and can also help me professionally grow. Um, it's been on both ends, you know, clients, but also professional growth and mm. owning my craft.
0: Yeah. And was networking something you were doing before the pandemic? And, and if so, how have things changed for you?
1: I wasn't exactly doing it. <clears throat> um, I was in the process of, joining local networks. Um, I had been in networking groups, um, on Facebook and that it was kind of like a different type of networking, but it was the same thing that was, had been my primary way of getting business was networking within certain groups and building relationships and, um, starting conversations with people that were there. So it was kind of a roundabout way to network. Um, but, I was looking for more in-person <laughs> type of opportunities and was narrowing that down when everything shut down. And so then that just was no longer a possibility. Um, but around that same time, I went through a massive cyber attack and lost everything that I had built online oh, no. <laughs> in 10 years, um, including all my devices. So anything that I had created, unless it was printed out or possibly like sent to somebody didn't exist anymore because- uh my backup and my backups, my backup were gone. Um, and so I lost all my social media connections as well. Um, and there were some people that I've just never managed to reconnect with. Um, so I had to restart. And the only thing I had was LinkedIn because I had started an account there, didn't even know I had an account to be honest. Um, and so I think that's why it wasn't touched by whoever hacked in because they didn't even know that it mm. existed. Um so I needed to get things going quickly because I had been in business for 10 years but now I was completely starting over with everything. Um so networking was the fastest way to do that. I got onto LinkedIn, I dove in and said I have to make this work. That's how I became a LinkedIn expert because I didn't have a choice. I had to mm-hmm. make it um work for me very quickly and on LinkedIn was where I met Felicity Francis and i still don't know how i met her but she started advertising about hey i'm having this free networking event i signed up and i got the invitation in my email and then i wrote back to her on linkedin and said i'm sorry i don't think i was supposed to sign up for this i didn't realize it was in the uk like and she's <laughs> like no 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 just come and so um that network i mean it spawned into other networks and being introduced to people but really that network hit at the most critical time for me. Um, I was just coming out of that cyber attack and ever, you know, adjusting to things changing, um, online and in personal life. And so that was like a lifeline to, okay, this is how I'm going to rebuild my business. So, um, the networking has changed everything. And I think that if you're on LinkedIn, you need to be networking. And if you're networking, you have to be on LinkedIn because the two together really, um, have just changed everything that I've done um and scaled my business faster than I thought it would
0: yeah that's brilliant I I I did wonder how you ended up on Felicity's um (laughs) talk networking so obviously that that's where we met so after you'd done that and been to obviously this this UK meeting did you then deliberately target other UK networks or, or have you just stuck with that one
1: Um, I have been involved with other UK networks um, on and off. Um, I did at some point start networking in the US too. Um, And it's interesting on LinkedIn, completely organically, someone who runs a a mastermind, which is part um, business support and part networking, um, where they go in and help businesses do projects, um, found me. And so I've joined their network and I think it's partly because I had that, I've been balancing the two, the UK and the US um, and Canada. And so I had those connections that he could he could um, work with. And it's been a great opportunity that never would have happened if I weren't active on LinkedIn, if I didn't know about networking. We didn't meet at networking, but um, we had some overlaps in people that we knew. And so that's how he, found me and um so we are working together now that's with Jeeves Mastermind and it's a great um, experience
0: yeah so that the cyber attack must have been absolutely devastating for you at the time do you think that you've come back stronger though I have
1: it was devastating especially as a writer because I lost um just years and years of writing Mm -hmm. and um And, you know, I had no means of communication for about two weeks and everything was locked down. So imagine, you know, my bank account was frozen. Like I had no access to my funds. I had no phone. I had no computer. Like um, it was hard because it was also a catch 22. You need the the funds to buy something, but you need to buy something so that you can start working and get the funds. Um, So, yes, it was very hard, but it was a blessing in disguise. because it, it forced me to do something. I had been transitioning to that strategy, but I was afraid to go into it full force. I was worried about giving up what I was doing and what if it doesn't really work or what if people don't. But that made me do it because I had to sit down and think, okay, if I'm starting from scratch, what do I really want to be doing? And so I honed in what I was going to be doing. Um, and yes, my business... You know, in 2021, I started that year out with 90% of the clients that I did manage to hold on to from through the cyber attack had either gone out of business or couldn't afford me. Um, everything was just starting over, you know, um, and I still had the best year I'd ever had, even with all things considered and rebuilding and such. Um, it, it really It was a blessing. Um, It just was really, really hard at the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's really good to hear that you had such a good year in the end. And I think that shows the power of networking because that's clearly how you've rebuilt your business.
1: Yes, yes. It was networking and then getting really good at LinkedIn um, and learning how to network there and do outreach and keep those relationships I was making in the networking Um, events going um, and connect with other people that way so it wasn't just showing up at the networking event every week it was actually staying in touch with those people building relationships connecting to their connections um, and having that be a daily practice of networking with people in some way
0: yeah now LinkedIn you've mentioned a number of times and that's clearly your your favorite (laughs) platform Are there any quick tips you can give people that they should be doing to make their LinkedIn profile the best it can be? One
1: thing is that when LinkedIn started, um, it was more of a recruiting platform for people to get a job or start a career. And so it was viewed as basically a digital CV. And so we still, there's still people who treat it that way, but really it isn't. It's morphed into this social platform that's geared for businesses um, where there's so much potential and opportunity right in front of you, but also your profile really is a sales page. You're not, people don't, really care about where you went to school or you know all those all those little things that details that we like to share about ourselves like I did this and I did that and I won this award and it's it's important to have those awards out there and there is a place on your profile for that but when you have a chance to write your about section that is where you can connect with your audience and really help them see this is how someone can help me Um, even in the top Part of like your banner and such. This is how this person can help me. And so, what you are really doing is selling you um, in your unique way of serving people and also the solutions that you're providing to people. So, I think that that is something that people miss often and could be a life changing
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: thing if they change that perspective.
0: Yeah. I think these days, your LinkedIn profile is as important as your website, really, isn't it? Yes, it is.
1: It is. There's no other platform that has a profile that lets you share so much about you and really um, showcase everything that you've done, everything you're capable of doing. Um, so it having a good LinkedIn profile really is a necessity at this point if you are in online business.
0: Yeah. And as you said earlier, if you're going to go networking, you need to have your LinkedIn profile in order because the two things go together.
1: Yes, yes. Because when people are done networking, if they're good networkers, they'll go and find you on LinkedIn. And if they land at your, your profile, and either it's not complete, or it's not real clear what you're doing. um, It's harder for them to reach out to you and stay in touch. So it is very important to have that up to date if you are networking.
0: Yeah. So what plans do you have for your business for the future and also for your networking? Well, um, my plans for the
1: future in my business really is to keep growing and help as many small businesses um, get a good marketing plan so that they can get a foot in the marketplace and not buy into the shiny object syndrome. Um, I am working with sales teams to help them as well um, because they're really good at selling, but they don't have that marketing background. So they're on LinkedIn and There's opportunities that they could be taking advantage of without having to pay for all these third-party apps to do it for them. Um, So my really, my future plan is to just keep doing what I'm doing, um, but reach more people um, and do more in-person events is really something that I have on my calendar for this year. Um, As far as networking, I am always networking. I think I had eight events this week um, that I went to. (laughs) And I'm building my own um, network chapter through NIA of high quality, great connectors. This way we can build our businesses together and really support each other. Because one of my favorite parts of networking isn't just what I've gotten out of it for my business, for myself. But when I sit there and I hear people speaking or sharing their pitch, I'm always thinking, who can I connect this person to? Um, and that's been a great joy of mine to get onto LinkedIn and say, oh, Liz, this is Bob. Bob, this is Liz. You two need to talk. Um, and there have been great partnerships that have come out of that. Um, so I was doing that anyway. And now I get to do it as a leader um, of a group and help build other people's businesses up.
0: So what? what is the NIA?
1: It's Network in Action. Um, it is not in the UK, sadly, yet. Um, it's it's in the US and Canada. Um, but we do have, you know, people can come from overseas into the network, but it's primarily based in the US and Canada.
0: Okay. Well, finally then, Jennifer, if people are interested in learning more about you, where can you be found? The best place to reach me is on LinkedIn
1: um, because that is where, I have, you know, my biggest audience and I spend the most time. Um, But also if you go to scale my business on linkedin.com, that is a landing page where you can learn more
0: about me and get in touch. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today and the best of luck for the future. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.